When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. A really cool thing in the weekend was the chosen one. What an outstanding horse he's been for the Dennis family. And, well, he finally, finally got his Group 1 success in the Thornton Mile. The chosen one, Hardex coming quickly. Marty Ston starting to get up and pre defer. And behind these, further away to elicit. Hardex, the chosen one's in for the fight here. The chosen one on the outside, Hardex and Marty Ston trying to come through. Oh, but he's put him away in a few big bounds. And the chosen one, brilliant in the finish. He was brilliant, absolutely dominant in the finish as well. And all those that got a hold of him. Well, I didn't. I cannot believe it. It was the bit of the day, if we look back on it now. Just such a special horse who who was not too far away from the, the very, very good, very elegant as well. And if very elegant was running around in that race, it would have been about a dollar ten the other day. But no, it was the chosen one, and he's got a huge campaign hopefully in front of him. We're joined from the bottom of the South Island by a little bit of racing royalty, another one of the Dennis brothers. It's Tony Dennis who is on the line with us now. It's very good morning to you, Tony. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Yeah. Oh, it's great to have you on the show, Tony. We really appreciate it here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, mate. Just tell us how, how special was that win of the Chosen One the weekend? Well, it's pretty special. You know, over three years, been running in the top company. You know, he wanted to sit black so group three to the second start. And, you know, as a three-year-old, and here we are as a six-year-old getting a group one. You know, it's, it, all group ones are hard to get, and... It's special whenever you get them here. Yeah. yeah, and and what would what would the plan now for the chosen one be? Be he's now got his group one, obviously, and he is still a yeah. stallion, but he's a six year old now, so you'd think that might yeah. be a little bit out of his reach. But what's the plans for him? Well, he's going on to the Herbie Dyke in a couple of weeks. Um, we'll plan after that um, whether he goes to Australia. I think. Well, what happens? Um, yeah, it's it's not as easy for the trainers to send horses to Australia. They can't send staff over now. The leecher has travelled everywhere with them, with them until the, the the spring this year. If she couldn't get there, and um, she's she's been just an integral part of um, with with the horse when it travels. And as you saw, she was down at Wellington the other day, and um, she I think. Yeah, that will be in the back of their minds going to Australia. But the, if they go to Sydney, he's got, Murray's got a son over there, so things could be quite good over there. But um, yeah, at this stage, he'll run the Herbie Dyke, and we'll plan from there. Um, the end of the season, I think we'll be looking to go to start find we'll look for somewhere to stand him. Um, yeah, just whether it be Australia or New Zealand, I, I don't know. But 
and see what what's available for them here. Oh, thanks yeah. very much, Tony. It's Izzy Dag here, mate. Great to have you on the show. Thanks for those little insights. Maybe get yeah. to start into the season, mate. Tell us, were you pretty impressed with with the chosen one when it's you know this last campaign over in Australia? I was pretty um pretty proud watching the chosen one, particularly in the Melbourne Cup. The effort yeah. it's been able to put in in Australia. Were you pretty proud of being over yeah. here and watching the horse do its thing? And has it got another cup in it? Oh yeah, I don't think it'll run again in the Melbourne. Well, if he goes to start, he won't run in, in the Melbourne Cup, but the Sydney Cup's there. Mm. And he ran second in that in a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's still um, there for us so if we want to run in it in the, in the um, Easter time. So, yeah, that's the mm. one that probably be aiming at. Um, he can handle tracks mainly, too. He's not too bad on the wettage tracks. And, you know, but... Yeah, he handles um, good tracks too, but um, no, he's, it's a, he's such a, he's stayed so sound all his life for a stallion. It's just amazing, you know, he's an amazing, durable horse. You know, to get a horse to run in three Melbourne Cups, it's hard. one's hard enough, but three, and then, you know, yeah. three, you know, we're running three three Melbourne Cups and three Caulfield Cups. I think he's had two Derbies, he's two Sydney Cups, I think three for Herbert yeah. Powers. Yeah. But um, no, it's, 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 a lot of people say that the um, New Zealand one is not is certainly not as strong as over in Australia. But the horse did run first up in the fan this year in the spring. He ran he he, he ran third to a Super Storm, and oh, I can't remember the second horse, but he was only ahead in the neck away, I think, and, and he came five wide and he carried fifty nine. So um, mm. he might have been thrown in the weights and Sandy, but. It sure was, and it was a great, you know, great place to start him off. But I think he would might have still won even if he had the extra weight anyway. I'm sure he would have. He's carried mm, weights before. Yeah. He won. He won first up in in Melbourne, uh, not this season, but last season, carrying 61, and that was 1700. And you know, so you know, winning first up at 61, he's been a very good for horse. Fresh up always, so that's why they planned that one to the other day. Yeah. So, oh, they did. Yeah. They pulled it off. It was superb. Hey, yep. talk to us a little bit um, before we let you go, Tony. Um, just talk to us a little bit about the perfect pink. Is that also one uh, one of one of your Thank family's you. uh, horses? Thank and you. Yeah. is she gonna is she gonna win the Oaks? She's um, she. Yeah, we own half, and we bred half with Tony Ryan. Um, we still own half her. Um, she's racing on Wednesday on the Waikato Guineas. I think she's lining up against the Colts to see how we go against them. She's still in the Derby. Um, there's a possibility I think she could run in the Derby. Still, so it's still up in the air whether she, yeah, you know, the Derby's worth twice as much as the uh, Oaks. And, but anyway, at this stage, she's running on um, Wednesday. And, um, you know, there's a few good ones in there, but we'll see how we I'm measure on. up. And... I'm on, Tony. I'll be yeah. on the perfect pink, mate. I love her. Love her. Yeah, well. me well. Look after the Yeah. 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 It's sort of uh, people like to know a bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Um, you know what the perfect pink is? No. It's, a di- it's the most valuable diamond in the world. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, that's, that's oh, that's my cool work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. So we didn't, we didn't work that one. Oh, Tony Ryder's daughter's worked that one. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, we're going to let you go, Tony, but we really, really appreciate um, you joining us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And we know the chosen one's such a special horse to a lot of people, and your family's been amazing what you've been able to do for racing over many decades down there in, uh, in the lower South Island as well. And we wish you all the best with the chosen one and also the perfect pink uh, this week yeah, too. So yeah. thanks heaps for joining us, mate. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like a skipper bass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies, cause this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811, now give it a go. Yes, good morning, it's that time of the morning, and yes, I'm back. I'm back from holiday. Summertime has been great, and I hope it's been great for our next callers. Who are here to take on the Quizmaster? Who won the AFC Championship last year in the NFL? Uh, the AFC. Um, there's. Uh, can I find a friend? Like I know that Tampa won one side of it, but no, it, it rhymes with <laughs> Ranzus. <laughs> Bitty beefs. <laughs> Oh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, that's amazing. (laughs) Hang on, that one, Tim. (laughs) Wouldn't read about it. That's enough, Tim. Tim, that's enough. enough. Fair enough. Question number three. Who won this year's edition of the Black Clash? Uh, Rugby. Hey, up the team, Rugby. How good was it seeing Skip, mate? He was outstanding. So good. So good. Anyway, question number four. Who has won the most Grand Slam tennis titles overall? Uh, is it men's and women's? Out of everyone, yep. yeah. Um, I think it's Margaret Court. It is Margaret Court. Well done. <laughs> Question number five, mate, to take it home. How many years ago did Peter Snell break the world mile record in Whanganui? Ah, uh, far out. Um, no, I'm struggling with that. Um, Five. Peter Snell. 40. Three. It's not 50 and it's not 70. <laughs> no, sorry. Sorry, you're out. Murray, Murray, quickly, Murray, quickly, get it. Murray. Maza. Maza, Maza. Mm. Mazza, how many years 60. ago did Peter yep. Snell break the world wild record? Yes! 60. There you go. Yeah, mate. Oh, well done. Because you're dead. Well done. It's all yours. <laughs> Congratulations. Back to you, Baz. Outstanding is. Thank you very much. That was Quizzy Dag brought to you by Ashley and Martin. If you're not happy with your hair loss, make today your turning point. We've seen some incredible matchups this postseason in the NFL, and it's set to continue today with the conference finals. The Chiefs play the Bengals at Arrowhead this morning, followed by a blockbuster West Coast matchup 
as the Rams 49ers face off in LA. To get a true understanding of what's at stake, we thought we'd head to the City of Angels to catch up with our guy, NBC reporter Michael Durate. How are you going, mate? Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Cheers, guys. And if this is how you guys are starting, I think it's a great way to start. Plus, for me, I'm a little bit ahead of you. I <laughs> stayed up to watch that amazing Australian Open final between Nadal oh. and Medvedev. And uh, we've got the Lakers tipping off here any minute uh, in Atlanta. And then uh, we got the Chiefs-Bengals, like you said, and Rams-49ers will play out here in front of me in SoFi uh, in a, you know, later this afternoon. So it's going to be a great day for sports, right? Yeah, it's been a great couple of days for sports, and as sports fan, we love it. But this is what it's all about, particularly after last weekend. The postseason for the NFL has been right up and about. Didn't pick the Rams going to Tampa and taking out, taking down, and maybe, maybe making Tom Brady retire. We don't know. But anyway, mate, what's your thoughts? Did you pick that last week, the Bucks last week? How were you feeling after the LA Rams got up and did it pretty convincingly, to be honest? Yeah, to be honest with you, when the Rams defeated the Arizona Cardinals in the NFC wildcard game and, and we saw the 49ers beat the Cowboys, I actually said this, this could be perfect for the Rams. It means instead of going to frozen tundra Green Bay where it would have been negative one degrees or something like that, they would head to Tampa Bay where I believe they had the perfect formula to beat Tom Brady. And what I mm. mean by the perfect formula is you have Aaron Donald arguably one of the greatest defensive players of our generation. You have Vaughn Miller, uh, a future Hall of Famer, former you know, defensive player who can, who can get to the quarterback. You have Leonard Floyd, Greg Gaines. So you have the formula, which is get to Tom Brady without needing to blitz him, uh, and then you can kind of stay back in coverage uh, and not let Tom Brady pick you apart. And I knew they had that formula to do it, and I knew they had the offensive talent to match uh, the Bucks on offense, mm. and the Bucks don't quite have the defense uh, that they did to win the Super Bowl a year ago. So I thought that would happen. Now, did I think they would force Tom Brady into retirement potentially? No. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see once the dust settles. Uh, you know, it's like that scene in Chinatown uh, where she says, yeah. my sister, my daughter, is he retired? Is he not retired? I think knowing the people that are breaking this news and the sources that I do and I trust, I think this might be an issue yeah. of Tom Brady is leaning towards retirement. Everyone knows he is. Uh, but he wants to be able to announce it himself in his own way, knowing yeah. TV 12 the way we do. So this could just be a uh, wait until Tom can do it his way kind of thing. But my whole thing when I saw him play live, that man still has it. You saw that last touchdown pass to Mike Evans uh, that brought that game to a one-score game. If you can still play football yeah. like that, I think he mm. led the league in every passing category in the NFL this year. Why would you retire when you have those gifts and skills? I think the answer, Ryan, is with, yeah. with Giselle. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Michael, you just mentioned about Tom Brady and how he'd like to announce it himself. How would that be, do you think? Do you think you'll be a big fanfare guy? Do you think you'll – obviously, he'll hold a press conference, but what, how, how does that retirement announcement look to you? Yeah, he's not a big fanfare guy because he could have done, you know, what Ben Roethlisberger did and had like a half farewell tour announced in the middle of the season. He could have done what Kobe did, had a farewell tour, you know. Uh, he said on his radio show recently he would not do that. He didn't want fanfare. He didn't want to go into every stadium and be a distraction. He would just kind of like slip out the back mm. door and fade into the sunset. But as far as telling people that he is going to be retired, we know how he is. He wants a career post-game in – television potentially, uh, 
doing commercials. We know his TB12 method. He really wants to push that as far as how athletes should stay in shape and prolong their career. So something tells me he wanted to be able to do this in his terms. I don't necessarily think a press conference, but I think it would follow up with a press conference. But he has this television show right now on ESPN Plus and Hulu. It's called The Man in the Arena. If you guys have the ability to watch it there where you are, I definitely recommend it. There were supposed to be 10 episodes. That 10th episode was supposed to come out about a week and a half ago. So far, it hasn't. We're being told it was delayed. Something tells me maybe in that episode, he wants to be able to announce this so that the world gets it at the same time via television streaming. But we'll see. Yeah. It's the news that everyone everyone wants to know. And, uh, well, it got leaked yesterday, which I thought was... I actually jumped at it. It was like clickbait. I jumped at it. I was like, man, he's retiring, but he hasn't actually announced it himself. So looking forward to, or just waiting to see what happens over the next couple of days. Hey, um, quickly, just talk about Stafford. I want to talk about Stafford. Um, you know, when when you, when Jared Goff got traded and Stafford came from the Detroit Lions, I was a bit, a bit wary, you know, just didn't really see the full potential of, of Stafford when he went to, uh, when he was at the Detroit Lions. But have you been very impressed with how he's been able to, just went over his team. You can see how much love his team has for him, and in and, and big moments he's actually stood up where Jared Goff you know, actually kind of fell away in, in previous years. Have you been pretty impressed with how Stafford's been going and, and the Rams and his connections with OBJ as well? Tell us about that. Yeah, great question. I'm not sure if that's bad or easy, but that's a great question, especially because today is the actual one-year anniversary from the day the Rams uh, announced that they had acquired Matthew Stafford in the trade that sent Jared Goff to Detroit. And so you talked about yeah. that. A lot of people were the same way. You're going to trade away the mm. guy that you traded four first-round picks for in Jared Goff and more first-round picks to get a guy that's never won a playoff game, to get a guy that yeah. seems to wilt in the big moments and the big games and has never proven himself on the big, biggest and greatest stage. But you know what? Sean McVay, who was actually vacationing with Matthew Stafford down in, uh, in Mexico, in Cabo, at the time uh, this trade went down, he must have seen something in Cabo or on the film that made him realize what he couldn't <laughs> see, which is put this guy under his system with his play calls, with our receiving core around him, with our defense behind him, and he can do things he's never done in his entire career, and that must have been what they saw, and they must have been 100% correct and had that foresight uh, that we didn't because Matthew Stafford has been great in his time in LA when the Rams started the season seven and one through the first eight games everybody thought Matthew Stafford was the early MVP favorite then of course he had a little mm -hmm. bit of bump as the Rams did as a whole they lost three straight games and and largely they lost those games because of Matthew Stafford he had uh, three consecutive games with a pick six he led the league in, in pick sixes this year uh, I think he had 17 interceptions which was one of the highest marks for any quarterback in the league this year so those things were questioned. But once we got into the playoffs, all of the doubters had to weigh by the wayside because Matthew Stafford just continued to check box. He beat teams that were five games over 100. He beat teams with winning records. And he goes into the playoffs and he just beats up the Cardinals. And then he beats the GOAT mm. in Tom Brady. Uh, and he does it on his it. own in the final seconds with mm. all the pressure on him with two big plays the Cooper Cup, including the game uh, stealing play, catch and throw and catch with the blitz in his face to get that game-winning field goal. So Matthew Stafford has proved the doubters wrong. He now has zero interceptions so far in this playoff. If he continues to play mistake-free football, mm. especially against that tough defense of the 49ers, uh, I think you're going to hear the words Matthew Stafford, Super Bowl quarterback, <laughs> potential Super Bowl winner, or potential even Super Bowl MVP uh, in the next few weeks here pretty soon.
Yeah, man, I've been very, very impressed with Matt Stafford and particularly Odell Beckham Jr. coming back and injury-free um, doing the things that Odell has been able to do over the last couple of years. We'll touch on the other game, mate. I watched uh, the playoff game, Kansas City uh, versus the Bills, Josh Allen and Patty Mahomes going at it right to the death, going to overtime. But how do you see, did you pick the Bengals actually having the season and pushing to the playoffs and potentially pushing for a Super Bowl uh, entry? Did you pick them? The Bengals? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, great Joe question. Burrows, no way. <laughs> great question, guy, Joey B. Uh, to, to answer the first question, uh, real quickly about Odell Beckham Jr., he's about to be a father any day now. And I think this perspective mm. of becoming a father has really matured him a little bit in his time here, uh, as does playing with your friends, Von Miller, uh, Jalen Ramsey. These yeah. guys are very, very close friends of his that he works out with in the offseason. And now he's had time to develop that connection with Matthew Stafford. He's had less pressure of, uh, of being on a team that's losing. Uh, and, and the questions of, you know, you're so talented, what are you doing? To now it's he's one guy and amongst a collection of guys, the team is winning, and now he's able to showcase what he can do as far as those toe touches and those one-handed grabs. So that connection's strong, and he's definitely going to be needed against the Niners uh, later today. So to answer your next question, though, I, for, for you Kiwis out there, if you watch that, that, that Bengals and Bills game, how could you not fall in love with American mm. football? That's one of the greatest games I've ever seen. <laughs> and no, I didn't pick the Bengals to go this far. I didn't even pick the Bengals to beat the Titans. I thought the Titans would win that game. So I think if you're yeah. the Bengals, and by the way, their head coach is Zach Taylor. He's the former Rams quarterback's coach. He's a protege of Sean McVay, and he's doing just a tremendous mm. job with Joe Burrow and that Bengals offense. I mean, he's taking these Bengals further than, than they really ever have before. I think they have six franchise playoff wins in their entire franchise, in the entire history of the Bengals, six playoff wins. They've never won a Super Bowl. And that Patrick Mahomes has seven by himself as a member of the Chiefs. So just that's a preview coming into this game. I believe they're playing with house money, but they did beat the Chiefs back in week 17, ending that long Chiefs winning streak they had. And they did it with a very interesting mm. game plan. The game plan of the Bengals was to keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, not do what the Bills did, which is score early, leave time on the clock, and let them go down even with oh. 13 seconds and, and potentially tie the game or win the game. The Bengals' strategy is get the ball away from him as long as possible. Uh, and the Bengals trailed in that game, that Week 17 game I just mentioned, by 14 points three different times, and they had to come back. I have a feeling they're not going to be able to do it today, uh, later today when we watch mm -hmm. that game. I think if the Chiefs go up big, they're not going to let that lead up. And I don't know if that strategy of keeping the ball away from Patrick Mahomes is going to work. But you just have to be impressed with what they did, and you just have to realize what a really good quarterback can do for any of these teams. You wonder why these teams trade the future to go draft a quarterback in the first round or the first overall in these NFL drafts. You're seeing why with what Joe Burrow's doing with the Bengals, taking them places they've never been before. So uh, they're definitely a team up on the rise. And as long as Joe Burrow's is there and healthy, we're going to see lots mm. of videos of him smoking cigars and celebrating. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, Michael, before we let you go, mate, we really appreciate you jumping on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. You, you mentioned at the top of, uh, of the interview about how you watched the Australian Open. What did, what did you make of the Australian Open? I know we're not talking NFL with you here, but what did you make of the Australian Open? And, and, and also, Nick Kyrgios. What's your take on Nick Kyrgios as, a, uh, as an American? Yeah, American very interesting person. question. All, yeah, very interesting all around. So first of all, you know, the Australian Open started with a bang, but not because of anything going on the court, but because of um, 
uh, yeah, no, the Joker, Novak Djokovic, what was going off the court. And everybody was talking about, you know, this is his Novak chance Djokovic. to become the all, yeah, to become the all-time Grand Slam champion in history. More Grand Slams than anybody. Let him play. And all of the argument was going back and forth. But nobody was talking about Rafa Nadal, a guy who also had an opportunity mm-hmm. if he made a good run in the tournament to become the all-time winner for Grand Slams in the Open. And uh, I, I imagine he probably took that personally. I imagine he was tired of hearing the name Novak Djokovic, you know, saying we all have to play by the same rules and, and get vaccinated and keep everybody safe down there and in Australia. And so he was fine with that and, and wanted to go out and prove himself. So watching the final today, Medvedev, who you know, was the favorite after beating Djokovic at the U.S. Open uh, at the end of 2021, I thought he would win that easily, especially when he went up the first two sets. But wow, what a comeback and what a fifth set uh, uh, to win it. And and a very long time. I thought I'd be in bed a long time ago, but uh, uh, way before that. But you know, that was a, that was an epic final, uh, a great tournament. And now I think we can turn our eyes to football for the rest of the afternoon. American football, that is. The Super Smash competition came to a close over the weekend with the Wellington Blaze finishing their perfect season before the boys, the Northern Brave, well, they were dominant against the Canterbury Kings. Oh, that is a shot. And it's caught. Cartony Clark takes the catch. And that is a fitting way to finish. Tim Southie cleans up the tail. Three for 39 off his 3.5 overs. And Northern have won by 56 runs. They are your 21-22 Dream 11 Super Smash champions. Oh, Scotty Stevenson on the mic. Great work, Sumo. Yeah, well, Tim Seifert, he was right in the middle of the celebrations, as only Tim Seifert can be. He's going to join us on the line now. Timmy, very good morning, mate. Welcome to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Have you recovered from the toweling I gave you on the golf course the other day? Good morning. How are we, guys? Um, yeah, I had to put that past me, actually, and focus on the cricket. But, um, no, everything was good. Uh, it was a good night for the lads. And, um, yeah, obviously, going to play some golf today just to work on my chipping, actually, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you feel like there was a little bit of mental disintegration in the game the other day between us? Do you think I just sort of wore you down over the 18 holes? Uh, nah, because I know your hot, your putter was hot, so um, you know if that wasn't working, then you would have been in serious trouble. But hey, um, sometimes hey, Timmy, it can be did he, did he question your um, did he question your etiquette? Mate? Did he ever did he bring that oh. up? <laughs> nah, I've played with him before. As he's, I know that's his number one bloody rule with that so um yeah i knew i had to be on guard i had to actually look at the rules book before i played couldn't believe it <laughs> timmy timmy so we played so izzy and i played in flem's golf tournament the donk and and izzy was a very good golfer have you guys actually played together have you, have you no played each i've other seen yet? him play i've seen no. seen Izzy play though yeah. okay so we'll organize a golf game because you two off the tee would be dynamic both of you big long long hitters so that'll be be good to watch. But anyway, so you'll be so... you'll be hunted behind. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, this is our radio sh- station, mate. We do the jokes around here, okay? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, and <laughs> and Izzy, I'm I'm going to putt, and I'm pretty sure it was I was trying to save a par or something, you know. I'm going to putt, and all I could see is is my old 
Mowdy boy mate there just walking around behind me. Just so, so, I'm like, hey, what's going on here? He's like, oh, sorry, bro. Sorry. He's like, then he hit me up later. He's like, oh, gee, you're a bit, you're a bit harsh on the etiquette, eh? And I'm like, well, sort of, you know, there's certain things you can do. Stay focused, that. Bears. Anyway. Yeah, that, yeah, that Play one, in the V, mate. Play in the V. <laughs> anyway, Timmy, mate, that was uh, it was a pretty awesome performance from your boys the other day, and Mitch Mitch Satner, eh? Ninety odd or forty odd rocks. Have you seen him hit the ball better than what he hit it in the final? No, nah, I've never seen him hit it that good. And um, you know, he's kind of even that game before uh, we played in Wellington. He was, I think, he got a good sixty odd there, and he's he's actually, yeah, I've, I've never. Seen him hit it that clean. Um, obviously, I think he's made a few um, little tweaks with his batting, um, so he can get those. You know, his swing, um, kind of just like his golf, has, has been amazing. Those hands um, has been awesome. But I think it was actually um, Ish and um, Saudi that giving a bit of stick because Ish asked him if he had ever got a um, T20 50 before, because obviously Ish has. So um, that was before the Wellington game, and then. So he's gone back to back fifty. So that's made uh, Ish a bit quiet. But now Salvi's going welcome oh. to the uh, two two fifty club. So um, <laughs> so yeah, now nah, the boys have got in behind him, which has been awesome, and it's good to see him um, bat as well as he's bowling as well. I tell you what, mate. Congratulations on your win. But I tell you what, I've heard big things about Mitch Santner on the golf course. I hear he can actually play some very very solid. Golf, so I'll have to get out there. We we'll have to have a hit soon, mate. Hey, um, talk to us about the game. Uh, heading into that match, what, what what was the plan? You obviously got put into bat first. Was that was that always part of the plan? And then obviously losing Trent Bolt. You know, your backs are against the wall a little bit. You know, bit of adversity earlier on. But um, you know, was was that part of the plan? And what what was the messages going into that and and having to get through that match? Yeah, so it was actually quite a funny one. Um. You know, we were actually probably going to look to bowl, bowl first because um, that's kind of what we've been doing, um, yep. you know, most of the season. And to be honest, it's one of those tosses that we're kind of lucky we lost because it kind of did. Um, the second inning is just kind of the, the ball just started to hold a little bit more um, and it started to spin um, big time as well. So we were quite um, fortunate that we actually lost the toss. Um, and look, it's one of those things. Guys have played finals. You know, we just got to back our skills and back what we're doing um, in the season. And and we got on a winning uh, roll as well with T20 cricket. I think we won the last eight pool game tournaments. So T20 cricket. Um, once you get that roll on, it makes life a bit easier. But at the end of the day, it was a final. So just needed to step up on that day, and um, we did it very well. And obviously, with missing Trent, that was it was. Um, you know, big big for us mm-hmm. to not have him, but also with these black caps coming in and out, you know, the guys that aren't um, sometimes playing because they are here, it gave those guys opportunities to step up as well. And um, You know, throughout the season, there's always oh. chopping and changing the black caps coming up. So the guys that are on the sideline are always ready to play. Tim Seifert joining us here on Baznizzi for breakfast. Talk a little bit about the Northern Braves. Success in the Super Smash just a few days ago. Hey, um, so I've talked to us a little bit about your game, mate. Um, a little bit quieter the early part of the season, but then finished finished strong with a couple of uh, really solid performances. How, how are you feeling about your game? Yeah, feeling good. Um, feeling good now. Um, I guess yeah. Um, 
I, I the whole tournament I was a little bit short. Um, you know, managed to get a, a few runs in the last couple of games to secure us the final spot, which was nice. But look, I think it was just one of those ones that you come back from overseas and you come back to domestic cricket and just want to dominate from from an own um, personal point of view. But um, you know, and sometimes the harder you try, the the more that you get put in a little shower and, and just let the bowlers bowl at you rather than putting pressure on them. So that's probably what I what I, what I felt a little bit at the early days um, of this tournament. Um, but then had a you know good catch up with obviously yourself and a couple of other people and just kind of just focus about being in the present and just worrying about that one ball that comes down and and that's been really good the last mm-hmm. few games. So um, you know that's it's cricket as well, it's sports. So it's always um, been a bit niggly, been in the form slump, but. You know, that's the game, and, and hopefully I'm out of that now and um, looking forward to the rest of the games coming up in the season. Hey, mate, uh, Izzy here again. I just want to ask you a question. I know you've got a, um, you, you know, a lot of respect for, for Bears, and, um, you know, just, just tell us, what, what has he been able to share with you and lead you into to, to maybe just you know, push through these little moments where you feel like things aren't going your way? What are some of the insights he's been able to share with you, bud? Yeah, just uh, really enjoyed kind of um, you know talking in bears for with someone that's been in kind of every super, uh, every situation of the game, obviously with was his, was his career and, and what he's done. Um, and as a as a player now, um, you know, it's the same as a business mentor or, or whatever it is. You know, pe- people ask mm-hmm. you know people that have been there and done that um, for their recommendations. And I feel kind of the way that we play the game. Um, you know, some, sometimes we can overthink it and, and try too many shots and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. it's nice to just have a have a chat to Baz um, because he's he's been in that situation, and um, you know, it's nice to just kind of take the easier option sometimes and just um, be present. Awesome, mate. Yeah, be with your feet, re. That's the lesson for all of us. That's the <laughs> lesson in rugby, lesson in cricket, probably a lesson in life mm. as well, if we're being honest. But hey, um. Uh, Izzy, I also just better mention that Sife's sister, Hannah Ray, um, she is like the two I see at New Zealand Golf, so she can pretty much get us on any golf course around New Zealand. Oh, We've just got to give her a shout. She plays plays off scratch as well. So actually, Sife's, this, he's not just the, the second worst um, golfer out of us wicket keepers, but he's the second worst golfer in his family as well. <laughs> oh, no. uh, where are you playing today? Uh, playing at Tiki. Oh, yeah. Have I oh, you that's lost good, my eh? number or what? What's that, sorry? You lose my number? Like, you've already got a four ball or? Yeah, so I, I wasn't available from nine o'clock yeah. onwards. Oh, we're, yeah. we're, um, we're t- five minutes to nine, I think, Teal. <laughs> that is a lie <laughs> Absolute <laughs> lie <laughs> That's the thing about the young fellas these days is no, yeah, They I'll, get a lesson I'll, one day and they run away They don't step up and go again They run away Face the danger again no, Sif was it, was it me organising it? Oh, I've got to ask you for one. Oh yeah that Is old it a good course? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a good course? Today? Is it a good course? I've never... Oh, good. Sorry. Um, yeah, it is. It is a great course. Um, it's um, it's just nice to have a great course like this in the Waikato. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of keen golfers here, and there's a lot of golf uh, courses as well. So, um, but it's it's just that extra step up. Um, a very very lengthy, um, 
which yeah. is nice. Yeah, and it's only going to get better once everything kind of grows around around the course and everything like that. So, no, it is a great course. Yeah. Nice, mate. Oh, you'll know better than most because you saw most of the course the other day. So, anyway, <laughs> thanks for joining us, Saif. We wish you we wish you all the best out there today, mate, and all the best for the rest of the season as well, oh. mate. And we really appreciate you joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Cheers, no, awesome guys. Thank you very much. Have a good morning. We're going to do our Monday morning news catch up, and today it's with a great man, Dominic Bowden. It's been a long summer, and it's fair to say getting some more healthy vibes flowing might be necessary for some of us. So it's time for our Monday morning health check with Newsess. Newsess is powering the next generation of New Zealand athletes, but not exclusively professional athletes by any means. Dominic Bowden is a Kiwi. Many of us all are familiar with appearing on our TV screens throughout the years on a number of shows. He's been back in New Zealand this summer making the most of Aotearoa. And, well, it's been a big, big summer for Dom, as we got to congratulate him. He got engaged over the break as well. So, Dominic Bowden, good morning, brother. Good morning, boys. Good morning. Good morning. Look, it's uh, it's great to be on. And, uh, yeah, I know that the first day back, I'm sure you're... You're you're maybe wishing to still be out on the beach, but yeah, you're you're, you're, you're dialing in. I'm I'm coming in from the barrier, um, so I've actually come down to the airport so I could get some reception, especially so I could t- talk to you boys. But yeah, so good to be back in New Zealand. Oh, and nice. there was a time there, probably four months, when I was doing the lottery thing, and I didn't think I'd get back. So yeah, I'm not taking any day for granted. It feels great. Oh, the barrier. Well, thank you so much for taking time out and, and going to get some reception. I'm so I'm sure it's not all bad up in the barrier, mate. I'll follow you on Instagram. You're living the life. You're living the life. But, mate, tell us about your summer. You enjoying being home and spending yeah, mate, the summer for yourself? It has. It's been really great. Um, I guess now getting back on, onto the track, and we've done the Milford, and we did the Whanganui River last week, mm. and um, just coming back and kind of celebrating what makes New Zealand so great. And I think being overseas... Uh, you know, I, I sort of started work on this this little podcast, which which is called Wellbeings. If anyone wants to check it out, but one of the main reasons I did that is because I had the first lockdown back in New Zealand, and a lot of people just seemed yeah. to be going through it. A lot of my friends, you know, d- different mates who were either losing their job or you know, marriage was in trouble, and there were a lot of learnings that were happening yeah. out of of the states that, um, that that maybe weren't here in New Zealand. So I kind of made myself the guinea pig and. And I was able to sort of talk to some some epic humans like Wim Hof and uh, you know ex Navy SEALs and neuroscientists about some of the things we can all do to to maybe lift our vibration a little bit and basically the science of feeling good. But the big one for me personally, my happy place is, is out in nature. And when you look at the science of why you know we feel so good when we're out in nature, it just relaxes our nervous system. And so yeah. But yeah. it was a somewhat of a stressful year last year and, and just getting home and, yeah, as you said, getting engaged and wanting to celebrate that with the whanau and I couldn't get home. So it was stressful, but um, when I was out mm. in nature, it just sort of felt a little bit a little bit better. So, yeah, we just did the Aotea track here in, uh, in the barrier, in the dock huts, had some epic sun, sun, sunsets and sunrises, and now we're just... Uh, Rocking up on Midlands, hopefully going to go for a fish later on. So it's uh, it's it's pretty epic, yeah. and um, yeah, I'm I'm stoked, man. I'm stoked. It's been a great summer. Hey, Dom and Spaz here, mate. We do really live in the greatest country in the world, don't we? Yeah, we really do. I mean, I think the funny thing was when I when I would first move to the states, and then I'd come back, and you go, oh, you know, you want it to kind of be a big city energy, like like say Los Angeles, and then a mate was like, why would you go to a 
restaurant or a you know, why would you want that kind of a vibe? You want to do what New Zealand does best, which is be outside, be in nature. And then I just started doing the, the great walks, and that was you know probably 2010. And then every year I come back and try and smash a couple. And now I've got friends that are just you know I'm going away with um, the great man Hamish Pinkham and his wife next, next a couple of weeks to do Stewart Island, and it's almost like I get I get the call up now just by being the, the hike guy. But when you're overseas and you you think about New Zealand, and it's just Man, the, the, the crazy thing about it is I get a lot of people on, say, mates or, you know, schoolmates or on social media, oh, man, I wish I could do it. And I'm like, man, the, I got Jetstar for 120 bucks. The, the Dockarts were like 20 bucks each. I mean, I'm coming in spending $300 doing these hikes. So there's, there's no excuse, you know, for a lot of the time you can save up and, and get out yeah. on the track. And obviously, Aotearoa, or we did that. We did the Cape Breton. A lot of it's free, which is outrageous when you when you travel in the states and you know it's it's you have to spend to do anything over there. So yeah, just encourage people to get out because it's uh, it's such a good feeling, especially when you can't get reception. That's the big one for me because it's like it's like if I'm trying to cut down on the beers. I can't have them in the fridge, so it's kind of the same. <laughs> but when I've got no when I've got no reception, it's uh, it's so good. You can really drop in and just. Uh, you go for your phone on the first day, then on the second day, you know, you, and then by the third day, you're like, man, I need to do more of this. It's great. Yeah. Oh, awesome, mate. Love it. Love getting out in nature, and we uh, we have the most amazing country. You both are right with that. Hey, tell us about a bit, bit more about cold immersion and Wim Hof. I've, I've done a wee bit of it, but tell us about the benefits behind it and, and why do you love it so much, and, and what can people get out of it if they're going to try it? Well, the, the, I think the thing is for me is, is like just to be open. Um, I think as we get older, we all become a little bit more fixed mindset and, and we don't want to try something new. Uh, and especially, you know, myself, I was kind of um, not sure uh, how I could feel better and maybe just got stuck in a bit of a um, certain lifestyle. And then a buddy was just like, uh, it was almost more of a challenge thing. And, and you guys will know a sports, sportsman, you know, you, you jump into it as a recovery um, technique. But when you do it with the breath work, uh, you kind of, um, it, it's just so good for your nervous system. Um, the big thing is inflammation, but it's got so many different benefits. And, and the, the science is now showing that the number one way that, um, that men can um, look after themselves is, um, is some form of cold immersion. And it's also, you know, the number one thing for anti-aging as well. The, the, the challenge I think oh. for people is they kind of go, man, I can't get in that thing, it's too cold. But I, and I started with a cold shower, just you know, a minute at the end of the shower, just go, go as cold as I can and see how long I'd last. And some days I get in there for three minutes, some days it's for 30 seconds. Um, but you know, I've got one at the house now, and you know, in typical sort of New Zealand styles, you can buy one there about five grand. I went to the trade depot out in Mangere, got got one for 750 bucks, and then my my mate who works on boats came and sealed it up for me, and we just put that in, in, in the garage and um, once a week we turn it on and uh, and it goes down to freezing and then you jump in every day but and then you can do a Wim Hof just from from YouTube just a little 10 minute mm. breath work exercise so yeah I, I encourage people to give it a try it's it's almost like that thing where you know I joke with my parents it's like you just you just got to find your thing find your toolbox so my mum she walks you know every Saturday with her group they're called the walkie talkies and they go around Mount Albert and then they have a flat white and you know, you know, my dad loves to play golf. So whatever it is, it's like you just got to find the thing that sort of like just helps you drop in. Um, and for me, it's it's the ice bath. So um, yeah, it's certainly not for everyone, 
But um, you know, yeah. uh, I, I think you, you must have given it a, a try with with sport. But mm. have you boys done it more for for play? Done the breath work um, as well. Look, oh, I've done I've done wee bits, but I, I haven't really um, mastered. I haven't really got into it. I know a lot of athletes really um, are, are right into it, and they think they they get a lot of the benefits. Not only that, they also love in the other saunas as well. So it's both spectrums nailing that. But um, I can see the benefits from it, particularly as an athlete. And uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's awesome that you're speaking up about it, mate. We're going to have to let you go. Sorry, Dom, but um, we really appreciate you finding time for the Baz and Izzy for breakfast show. Um, that was our Monday morning health check with New Zeth, Dominic Bowden coming from the Great Barrier Reef. Uh, cheers, mate. We really appreciate Great Barrier. Thanks, Dom. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Dom. <laughs>